There's billions of us, and we're all evolved primates that want to be smarter, stronger, happier, better looking, faster, and healthier. We all want that, but only a minority are going to put in the discipline to achieve that. To some people, leg and chest day refers to which pieces they ordered at KFC. And there's this crew of evolved primates out there that want you to find a medical reason for them being overweight. And while I am happy to test you for all kinds of things, as we do not want to miss an easy-to-treat metabolic or endocrine disorder, it rarely is an underactive thyroid and much more likely to be an overactive fork that is causing the waking and the resulting slowness that occurs from that and the feeling that you could be better than you are. There are tons of weight loss supplements out there, but the single best thing out there that actually saves you money as you lose fat is called a calorie deficit. Either burn more than you take in, or take in less, or the very best option is a combination of eating healthy and being very active. And hey, I know supplements are something people love learning about, myself included. I want to know about the good ones, the bad, the outright dangerous. So maybe I will talk about one or two today or sometime soon. We'll see. But a point that I don't want anybody to take home is that it's about calorie deficits. Because all calorie deficits do is decrease fat. See, skinny people look good in clothes, whereas fit people look good naked. And they feel stronger and they are functionally able to do more. So this is going to build on the previously done four-part series on muscle building. I am not totally surprised that one of the most frequent requests I get from listeners by email is to expand on this topic because I love the lifestyle too. Yes, got a medical degree. I'm a certified personal trainer. Renew my training certificate every two years with the National Association of Sports Medicine for God knows what reason, but... I'm happy to keep learning, I guess, is the main thing, and I'm happy to keep dropping the knowledge, and I do have some experience to also help people out with. I always have a lot to say on this topic, and I'm not sure really where to start, but maybe start with saying that it's been said in people that study prison populations that it is hurt people that hurt people. And the opposite of that, to me, is that Healed people can help heal people, especially in healthcare. When we care better for ourselves, we have more energy to give to other people. And it's fascinating how many don't take better care of themselves that work in healthcare. We aren't a stupid crew. We are not the type of people that would drink Roundup to pass a drug test because it says weed killer. And despite the knowledge of how important lifestyle is, a decent number of folks, even in healthcare, don't do what they need to do to live happier and healthier. You know, you take the most extreme side of that, maybe like extreme sports, where you find yourself elevated in the air on skis, or maybe something as crazy as like flying in a wingsuit. And what that does when those people are doing those type of sports is it forces you into the now. Yes, we acknowledge that there's the high of adrenaline and all kinds of neurotransmitters that is a portion of the desire to partake in those activities, as well as other factors such as being in shape and flexible and all the things that go along with it. But being in the now, what is happening at that moment of extreme risk 
takes all precedence over anything else in your head, which is a huge part of that draw for people engaging in that behavior. But a lot of you experience that. If you take a big ski jump, you're not really thinking about work in the middle of the jump. You're thinking about how are you going to land this? Oh my God, I can't believe I'm eight feet in the air or whatever. You can't worry about the past when you must focus on the present. And while it's not true for everyone, though for many if not most, it's a lot harder to get into the now, the present, with exercises that aren't life-threatening. And that's why there's so many social media jokes and people posting variations on that theme. You know, the ones that say like, if you see me running, be assured something is chasing me because most people don't exercise and therefore identify with that mindset. What life so often comes down to in physical and cognitive achievements is work ethic. And then importantly, after many weeks of struggle, this thing happens. You start to get into the now with your workouts. You live in the present. Not every day, but a lot of days. Maybe not to the degree a skydiver does, but you will feel alive, vibrant, and present. And that admittedly is not there in the beginning hump, when you're trying to get over the terrible shortness of breath that you feel, the muscle aches that you feel. And that happens with all kind of exercises, whether it's running or whatever. I happen to be in a bodybuilding, and at its core, bodybuilding utilizes lifestyle change to create a physique you enjoy living in. Those already doing it know that. Those who are not getting plenty of exercise, please understand that it usually isn't too late to become what you might have been. And at a very minimum, even if you really can't achieve all your fitness goals because of a health condition or a genetic limitation, or for whatever reason you are currently genuinely struggling to play a poor hand well, the fact remains that functional status is improved when you maximize muscle, balance, and cardiovascular activity. Broken crayons still color. Lifting weights often miraculously helps an underlying disease process even when the situation seems dire. Some of you may be aware of this guy that the bodybuilding world has embraced. It's an unbelievable story that eventually left the bodybuilding subculture and it's run on NPR and multiple other news outlets. And when gym rats first see this guy's picture without knowing the story, and there's been a few that were a little too quick to judge and are like, really, this guy's competing? Hey, that's social media for you. But even though some people looked at him at first and said, man, that guy's not stage ready, they heard his story and they realized the stage he's competing on is bigger than any stage most of us can fathom standing on. The guy who I'm talking about is named Jared Wells, and he's been living with cystic fibrosis for 22 years and really struggling with it. And when his lung function and body weight dropped even more dramatically, he told his mom he was ready for hospice care. You got to look into this guy and hear his story, so find it on the internet or whatever, but his friend's dad owns a hardcore bodybuilding gym, and his friend talks him into going to it. So Jared catches the bug, gives it his best shot, and he literally goes from suffocating, not figuratively, the guy can't breathe. And the disease has progressed to where he can't absorb nutrients well. His cystic fibrosis is killing him. And I try to think about Jared when I feel tired. And if there is one thing 
we should all do in fitness is uplift people around you with positivity, even if it's not your sport. I see distance runners and power lifters and stuff I don't do, and I'm so psyched for them when they do something cool. And what is cooler than what Jared Wells has done from becoming a near hospice patient to a bodybuilder and feeling well mentally and physically? Always take other people's positivity and turn it into something positive for yourself. I have this friend, Erin. She's a personal trainer as well. I knew her. She worked years and years at the same hospital I work at. Now she's gone out on her own. But she had the brain on fire disease, the anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis. She talks about it, so I'm not saying something that she normally wouldn't talk about and has publicized herself. But she has overcome so amazingly well. She has been a bodybuilder competition on stages, looking great. She just finished a powerlifting contest, and she named the weights that she was at. So this morning, I looked at her weights, and I had to up my weights at the gym because that was so inspiring to see. I just had to put a little bit more on that rack, you know what I'm saying? It's not because I was self-conscious, it's because I was inspired. Do not be self-conscious about making yourself the priority when it comes to your physical and mental health. You are not letting others down by improving yourself. It seems that too many people are in the mindset that their only realistic way to achieve a smoking hot body is to leave cremation plans in their will. But let's forget about the hot body for a moment. An improved physique and stamina provides mental health benefits ranging from more confidence, the actual antidepressant qualities, exercise itself provides. We know this, right? The brain is as integral to the body as any other organ, if not more. The mind and the body work together and are more together than separate. Just as your brain and mind control the body, body exerts control on the brain. Meaning that whether you are in a state of exercise or sexual arousal or sickness, your brain and body are both feeling it. Pavlov's dogs salivated at the sound of a bell because the mind automatically stimulates a bodily response. Emotions are the place where the body and mind meet. And what I mean by mind is that I'm referring to both the conscious and unconscious mind. That is why an emotion can make the body salivate or tremor or all kinds of physical reactions. And without question, our physical body reactions to other things like weather, sickness, sex, and exercise then affects our emotions. One of the important things we can take away from having this knowledge is that while we cannot always change our immediate physical environment, our thoughts also impact our emotions, for better or worse. That's why if you're caught in a storm, you must remember the sun still exists behind the clouds, or in a challenging exercise, that the discomfort is temporary. The present moment will often be painful throughout life. Accepting a difficult challenge as if you purposely chose it is not easy, but when you can do that, it brings a wonderful degree of peace. Now, I'm not totally there, but the moments I have been able to do that have been glorious. And when my thinking feeds pain and anger, those are my worst moments. And I'm not one of those people that just sits there and says, oh, pain's an illusion, something solely in the mind. Pain is very real. 
I don't know how you can see the diseases that I see or have knowledge about someone who tragically lost a child or all kinds of realities and then say pain only exists in the mind. Rather, it is the minimizing of feeding the beast that seems worthwhile in this effort. Wouldn't you agree that when we think about ourselves, that much of who we are in our heads is identifying with our inner and external problems. We are weighed down by our past actions and worries about the future and not often present enough for the now, meaning that we over-identify ourselves as those problems that we face, whether it's with relationships or work or money or health or whatever. And even if the present is uncomfortable, like how much this treadmill or weight is causing discomfort, that discomfort won't exist an hour from now. That discomfort isn't a future problem. Rather, it is a sensation focusing you into the now. And that is why people that learn to overcome temporary discomfort through a gym or triathlons or whatever, by accepting the present, can often learn to deal with other stressors in a more emotionally healthy manner. If you look at the temporary pain as the body telling you that you are not dead yet, it resets the mind's ability to handle it. You didn't wake up this morning just to be mediocre. You can handle some discomfort to achieve more than the rest of the folks out there. And we know there are many great lifestyles that provide better physiques, including distance sports, CrossFit, numerous team and individual sports. Whatever gets you to weigh 160 pounds, hey, it's all good. My focus of my exercise studying and application has been in muscle hypertrophy and natural bodybuilding, which is a sport and an art and a science of gaining muscle while minimizing fat. So that is why I speak about that topic often at the exclusion of other activities that are also very healthy and awe-inspiring. For example, I can't speak with any authority about distance running. Now, I listen to two incredible audiobooks on the topic, and I get inspired and picked up points about fitness in life. And while those accomplished athletes in those sports don't get verbose about muscle hypertrophy, I think they get inspiration outside their sport, and we can all learn a little bit from each other. It's just like doctors. I constantly learn from specialists outside of my field, and I think they learn from me. Everything that requires devotion, whether it's medicine or a certain sport, has its own subculture. I love learning about subcultures, but we only have the bandwidth to be an active member of a few. But whatever you pick as your subculture, for having fun and a good lifestyle, there are some things that tie together all challenging activities. For example, the thing about every type of exercise is that they all seem really hard at first. And then very quickly, within a matter of weeks, what seemed extremely strenuous at first becomes so much easier. What hurts now will become your warm-up in a short while. If you start running after not doing it for years, a half mile is a real challenge. Run every day for a month or two and it's nothing. Same thing happens with weights or even learning about a new disease you see for the first time. By the 10th article and podcast and seeing a few patients with it, you are more knowledgeable. And within a few years of studying and experience, you potentially become an expert. 
An additional aspect that ties together exercises, whether they're aerobic sports or muscle building or a combination of both, like, like CrossFit would be, is that people that are going to have real success make it a lifestyle and not a phase. Another thing that ties exercise and all physical activity is the subconscious learning the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous systems undertake. Physical activities, whether it's running, lifting weights, cleaning, cooking, building a house, it relieves some of the obsessive thoughts you can get stuck in by sitting around too much. The nervous system finds other focal points if you don't give it direction. And then there are the rewards you may be more consciously trying to attain. So man or woman, stack plates and get dates, right? Or if you're in a relationship, the 60,000 miles of blood vessels giving nourishment, fluid and oxygen to your muscles, skin, sexual organs, and all the organs in your body, those are worth preserving. And hey, even if you don't get dates, make muscle soreness your new hangover. You'll not only skip the headache, you will feel more accomplished and less guilty about what went down to feel that way. And of course, when you do do activities with friends, it can be a survival advantage to be in better shape. You know, here in Colorado, it's not uncommon to encounter bears in the outdoors, so you don't want to be the slowest person, right? But if there is a secret when it comes to fitness, it's consistency. So summer bodies aren't made in the summer. They are made by year-round exercise. Too many are aware that one of the biggest things people get for Christmas is fat. And that's why it's important that the rest of the year we make exercise a lifestyle, not just a brief New Year's resolution. The key is consistency. People want to live in an Amazon Prime world, but lifestyle changes take time to maximize benefits. You may feel different, but to me, what is sexy as hell in this life is effort. The person pushing their mind and body to new achievements, and I'm always down with that type of personality. I'm not so down with the people that always are making excuses. You know, there are guys that get out of prison that are called jailhouse jacked. They are ripped when they get out of prison. They didn't take a ton of supplements, they didn't take any probably in prison. They didn't have access to a whole lot of great equipment, and yet they still somehow got in shape. Made some other bad decisions, I'm sure, in their life, but at least that was one good one for their health. And yes, good genetics is a bonus, but genetics doesn't get your ass to the gym five days a week. That is a decision. Randomness is for Vegas. Athletes, though, are like scholars. They have a plan for how they are going to get to the next phase. Success starts in the mind even when it comes to muscle. But if you are in the beginning phase and not trying to be elite and just trying to get active more, try putting yourself in the mindset of a child. No matter how many times they fall, they are going to try to learn to walk. And as adults, we can lose that mindset. Maturity can be a double-edged sword. Don't talk yourself out of fitness because you're not going to achieve perfection. You won't achieve perfection. And hey, nobody really wants you to. See, beyond the fact that women with extra weight actually live longer than the men who mention it to them, most of us don't really care. And it's also worth stating that it's unhealthy when people become too obsessive about a few pounds of weight gain or 
stubborn pounds that are hanging on. If you always are searching for the physical faults, you definitely will find them. And my suggestion is to keep striving for the positive changes with the realization that nobody's flawless. And if life is that busy as it is for many, then being fittish is better than doing nothing at all. Just get out there and do it. You know, it's been said that what comes easy won't last long and what lasts long won't come easy. So with that said, less talky, more lifty. So get on out there, get your pump on, and just remember that you, you, the one listening right now, you are the fastest sperm, and that's why you are here in this life. So believe in yourself. This is Dr. Gil Parat. I will catch you on the next round.